Okay, sometimes you walk past a gold mine and you never actually realize it. You know, sometimes you could be walking down the street, little, little be known to you that there's a gold mine right next to you and you just walk past it and you just miss the gold line. Horim is one of those Yomim Toivim. It's a gold mine. There is so much to be gained by the Gavaldiga Hashpa, the Gavaldiga Yontav of Purim, that sometimes, more often than not, we walk past it without even realizing and appreciating that we can gain from the Yom, that which can, we can gain from the Yontav. And the Ramban has a very famous Yisoyed, where he says, the more destructed something is, the more holiness it had and has. And the example for that, obviously, is the Beis HaMikdosh. It's destroyed, but it shows us how holy it is. Purim is often a little bit of a quote-unquote destroyed day. It's a day that's difficult. There's, it's busy. There's this mitzvah. There's that mitzvah. People are rolling on the streets. People are doing all sorts of things. Where's the Kedusha? Where's the holiness? The answer is it's hidden within, which is obviously the whole message of the Megillah. I want to start with an incredible Gemara, a Gemara that we're familiar with. And the Gemara tells us in Megillah, Very, very interesting statement. And I will ask you the question, why is it specifically over here, by the mitzvah of Megillah, that Chazal tell us, close your Gemara, it's, I know it's difficult, you're in the middle of the Rashba, you're in the middle of the Tosus, you're in the middle of the Biskarov. It's not easy to close it. Close it, go listen to the Megillah. I, I don't understand what that means. Why doesn't it say the same thing? about shaking a luluth. Mavatlin Talmud Torah to shake a luluth. What about matzah on Pesach? You don't, you don't have to mavatl Torah. Mavatlin Talmud Torah to eat the matzah. Every mitzvah you have to be mavatl Torah. So this is another one of the mitzvahs. Over here, mavatlin Talmud Torah. Okay, so we could say answers that it may be it's be'etzim Torah. Uh, but we have to understand on a deeper level exactly what is Chazal telling us. What's the message? What is the message that we have to mavatl Torah in order to listen to the Megillah, which it doesn't say, as far as I'm aware, in any other mitzvah that we know of. And I want to bring in one of the other mitzvahs, Hayyim, fascinating mitzvah. A mitzvah that, for some reason, nobody looks for colors, everybody wants the most machmeshita. Very unusual to find such a thing. But you find it over here, and that's the mitzvah of getting drunk. It's an unbelievable thing. It's an unbelievable mitzvah. It's an incredible mitzvah. Right? We all know, we're, we're familiar with the Gemara Megillah, that Zayin, Okay, we're familiar with the Gemara. The Gemara straight away, what does the Gemara say? Famous story, Rabbi Rabzeir. What's the Maisa? That Rabzeir invited Rabbi to the Purim Suda. And it became, without going into all the details, the Marsha over there. He killed him, whatever that means. And then the next morning, he brought him back here. He brought him back to life. And the next year, he comes and says... Um, would you like to join my prom set of this year? <laughs> no, no, no. Last year I just about made it. No, I'm not coming. So there's an obvious question which we discussed a little bit in Piyalocha. Why does the Gemara bring the story? Is it because the Gemara wants to show us we don't paskin like Chayvinish because look what happened? Or maybe the Gemara says, which is how most Rishonim paskin, which is how we paskin, is that the reason the Gemara brings the Maisa is because we paskin Chayvinish. There's an obligation to get completely plastered on Purim. It's an incredible idea. 
You know, there's all the kudas we spoke about, the different kshitas and the rishonim. People are always looking for kudas. Uh, not you guys, but there are people who look for kudas. Rabbi, give me the most lenient. Come out with a book of leniencies. I'll buy it. Everybody will buy it. By Purim, by the midst of getting drunk, for some reason, nobody wants the kudas. I want the most machmeshita. How drunk, how many bottles of wine do I have to finish to be ate to the mitzvah? What does this mean? What is chazak? They want us to get drunk? We're familiar with the Gemara in Pesachim. The Gemara says, from the few people that the Rabbani Shalom Kaviyachal hates, Shtakaloshim, the Gemara says, Kaviyachal hates, is someone who gets drunk. And yet on Purim, we have a Chayev, Chayev. By the way, very rarely do you find such a Loshan of Chayev, obligated. Tzorich, Toiv, all sorts of the strings. Chayev, obligation. By getting drunk, that's what we want from people? What's it meant to be? What are we meant to be looking like at the end of Purim? What's it all about? Getting drunk? Seriously? That's what Purim is. Yom HaKippurim. Ah, Yom Kippur is Gavaldic. It's almost like Purim. Huh? <laughs> I don't know the difference between at the end of the Nihilah, the end of our Purim, so on Sunday night. There might be a little bit of a difference in what everyone's behavior. But yet, no. Purim is holy. It's the holiest of the holiest. But what, what's Pshat? What does this mean? Okay, so Rabbi Issa, I want to try to understand this. So I want to bring you a Moedika Maisa. I want to bring you an incredible Maisa from the Heilige Badechava. The Heilige Kedusha Slevi. Incredible, incredible Maisa. You have to know this Maisa. The Badechava was traveling, as was the meaning of many Hasidim. Many of the Rebbes, they went into Golas, and he was traveling. And he went into a certain inn. He'd never been to this inn before. He rented a room. And there he was, he went into his room to start his Havoidah, to start learning. Came Chatzois. So what does every year do at Chatzois? Tikkun Chatzois. So the Padichavah, the Rebbe, starts doing Tikkun Chatzois. And he doesn't just say the words, right? You can understand. The Rebbe gets involved and he's mamish, mamish in it. The innkeeper, a total Amoritz, a yid, a total Amoritz. What, what's going on over here? It's midnight. And in the Rabbi's room, there's a lot of noise going on. He doesn't understand. He goes to the door. He goes to listen. What, what, what's happening? What is the Rebbe doing? And he hears crying and crying. Oh, you fight? What happened? Maybe I missed something. So he knocks on the door softly. And the Batishiva opens the door and says, Can I help you? He says, uh, Is everything okay? What's, what, what happened? Who died? What, what, what did I miss? So he said to him, What do you mean? It's Tikkun Chatzois. <laughs> this is what we do on Tikkun Chatzois. He said, Huh? What's Tikkun Chatzois? So he starts, okay, so he starts to explain to him. There was a base on Mikdash. And there was the Shechina, and there was Kehadim, and there was the Avoidah, and there was Karbonus and Mizbeach. Unbelievable! And then the Rabbi Shalom took away our Beis HaMikdash. The Rabbi Shalom destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. The Rabbi Shalom took away the Shechina, and the way the Baditshiva was explaining it. This innkeeper, this pure Amoret, started to cry. The, the, the emotions that were building up over there from hearing the Kedushas Levi talking about the Horban Beis HaMikdash, Pasha started to cry. He's crying and crying, and he got so emotionally involved that the Baditshiva was worried that maybe he's going to have a heart attack, maybe he's going to die. He's promising he looks isimenshi, he looks kafelch. She said to him, Don't worry. Chazal tell us that the Rabbani Shalom did this for our good. As Chazal tell us, the Rabbani Shalom took away the Beis Mikdash, Kaviyachal, to take out the anger on eights and Babonim, on stones, and on bricks, and on wood, instead of taking it out on us. So, really, it was for our good, because otherwise the Rabbanishim would have destroyed us. So really it was for our own good. And the Sinkis was starting to start, started to smile, started to see, oh, okay, it's for our good. 
And they started to talk more and more and more until they got so excited, they started to dance. They were dancing, an incredible thing. Unbelievable thing. A guy walks in, he sees the door open, he sees the Padichiva dancing away, crying with his eyes all wet, dancing with, the, with, with this innkeeper. What is going on? And the innkeeper says, Don't you know? The base of Ignis was destroyed! Said the Badichiva. This is poem. This is poem. Poem looks terrible. The story in the Megillah. Everything that went on. Oy vai, what's going to be? What's going to happen this way, that way? She, she's inviting Ahasuerus. It looks kefalach, the gzeron, klalisol. looks terrible. But it was for our good. Every little piece in the Megillah was for our good. Was for our benefit. We saw it afterwards when you look at the whole story. But that's what it is. Said the Badichev and Kedusha Slavi writes that the whole side of the Megillah, the holy side of Purim, if it would sum up the Yom Tov of Purim, it was to take the Tsaris, to take the hardships, and see that they're really for our good. That's what it's all about. That's what Purim is. Tell your Mordecamaisa also. Another one. I think this happened with the Tosha Rebbe. There was a Yid, Nebuch, he went through a lot of situations, had no money, no Parnassah, making a chasna for his daughter, doesn't know where to turn to. He comes to a, what I think to remember is the Tosha Rebbe. And he's waiting online with all the Hasidim online to see the Rebbe. And the Rebbe in the corner of his eye sees him. And thinks to himself, Oy vai, what's he here for? Probably wants money. I don't have anything. I'm wiped out. I have nothing. I've got nothing to give him. What am I going to do when this guy comes to me on his turn and asks me for money? I've got nothing to give him. So the Rebbe sees that right at the back of the line is this very wealthy fellow. Ah, that wealthy guy is probably coming to give me a pigeon. He's probably coming to give me a sachgelt. I'll tell you what. Goes, calls over the guy and says, do me a favor. Bring in the wealthy guy first. Make sure he comes in first. This way he'll give me the money. And I'll be able to give it to the guy when he asks me for money. So that's what he does. The guy calls over the wealthy guy. He says, come inside. You want to go? The Rebbe wants you right now. He comes inside. He gives him a big, big, big fat pigeon. Puts it on the table. The Rebbe's happy. And then the poor guy comes in. And he starts shouting at the Rebbe. A chutzpah. Well, because he has money, he gets to come in first. I'm a poor guy. I also need something. Just because he's wealthy. And Rebbe smiled and said, Ah, my dear son, you don't understand. What I was doing was for your own benefit. I was doing something for you. You needed money. I had nothing to give you. I brought him in so that he would be able to help you. Ultimately, many of the tsuris that we go through is for our good. The Kedusha Levi is full of this. That's Purim. That's the Megillah. It looks terrible. It looks so bad. What's going to be with the world? Are we yes going to go back for Beisach? Not going to go back for Beisach? Well, yes vaccine. Not vaccine. What's going on in the world? The beaches are closed now. Nobody knows what's going on. It looks compelling. Are we going to come back off the Beisach? Is it going to be another Zoomsman? What's going to be? Ultimately, the Rabbani Shalom is setting the stage for the greatest of all time. We don't realize it. We don't see it often. But that's what Megillah is. That's what it's all about over here. The Megillah. In the beginning of the Goin, the Vilna Goin asks the Kasha in the beginning of Megillah's Esther. And he brings the Gemara, Esther Minatoira Minayin. Where is there a remez for Esther Minatoira? Frank the Vilna Goin, I don't understand. What? The Megillah's Esther, the story, the miracle that happened to Esther and Kalali Sol at the time in Shushan Abira was the first miracle? Huh? There's many miracles that have been going on. What's going on? Why Dafka this one? Why did the Gemara pick on Esther? What about all the other miracles in Tanakh? And the Vilna Goyen writes an incredible thing. 
He says all the other Nisim, go through Tanakh, was Bizman HaBeis HaMikdash. Bizman HaBeis HaMikdash is not a big deal that there's a Nis. But all Beis HaMikdash ran Nisim. But when there was no Beis HaMikdash, when there was a Chorban, when Kalal Yisrael and Golis, when things looked dark, when we looked, quote-unquote, abandoned, chas v'sholem, from the Rabbi Nishlalim, and yet there's a miracle? Ah, oh, Esther ben HaTorim Ayin, says the Vilna Goyin. That's why Chazal asks. This is the very first time that we see the Rabbi Nishlalim is running the show. The Rabbi Nishlalim is pulling the strings. And that's what the Baditshev writes, the holy side of Purim. You know, imagine a mother has two sons, and it comes to supper time, so she gives them supper. Everything's fine. Comes to dessert. She walks over to the first son and she says, Here's dessert. Fat bowl of chocolate ice cream with sprinkles. Gishmak. And he starts pounding away. Comes to the second son and she gives him a piece of diet, sugar free, thin slice of sponge cake. She says, Hello? Hello? You don't love me? That's what he gets? What about me? And she says, My dear son, you don't know. You have a problem with sugar. If I would give you what he has, it would be terrible for you. You would suffer terribly from that. What I'm doing is for your good. So many times we go through our life and we don't realize that everything the Rabbi Nishlam does for us is for our good. That's the Pshat Mavatlan Talmud Torah Lishmael The chizik that a person can get from the Megillah is a chizik that lasts a lifetime. It lasts the whole year. Yes, stop your learning. The Gemara is vachim bitulu hikiyumai. Sometimes you have to mavatul Torah because that is the key of Torah. When a person listens to Megillah, when a person appreciates what happened, how things look terrible, looks bad, it looks kafela. Abu the Rabbi does everything for a cheshbon. Everything can look terrible, but really it's the best thing. Called the Ovid Rachman on the tab of it. Everything is good. We need to live with this. That's mavatlan talmud Torah dishmoya litmikra Megillah. Stop, yeah, close the Gemara and listen to the Megillah. Listen to the message that the Megillah gives you. That's what it's all about. And that's the Pshat in getting drunk. What's the Pshat getting drunk? But MS, what does what the Ubuntu want from us? And the answer is, throughout the year, we're sober. And when things happen to us, we get sidetracked. What's going to be with this? What's going to be with this? Oy vai, calculations. If I do this, if this happens, it's because of this. Because we're sober. So we make calculations. Because we're running the show. When you get drunk, you don't run the show anymore. When you get drunk, you're totally hefka. You're totally in other people's hands. People are carrying you. People are schlepping you. People are giving you water. People are helping you. Because you're not making your own calculations. It's not about you. Once during the year, we take off all the outer shells of all our calculations of how the Ubuntu runs the world and what this looks like and this is good and this is bad. All our personal calculations. And we put them only to the Rabbi Nishalayim. We realize and we recognize that on Purim, when you get slammed and you get totally drunk, you know what that means? You're giving yourself to the Rabbi Nishalayim. Rabbi Nishalayim, I'm not my own person. I'm just going to go. I'm going to talk. I'm going to say. I'm going to... I just do it. No, no, no one thinks when you're drunk. You don't think. You don't think, hold on a second. If I say that, then that... You don't do that. You, you just say. You just go. You just do. That's how we should be living the whole year. But we can't. So once a year, once a year, the Rabbi Nishim says, get completely drunk, get smashed. Because then you're giving yourself up to the Rabbi Nishim. That's what getting drunk is all about. That's how it's meant to be done. If you're not doing it in that open, then don't do it. But if you're doing it for that reason, and that's where you're holding, 
It's the most beautiful thing. It's the highest level that a person can reach. Higher than Yom Kippur. Because it's just you and the Rabbi Yishnayim. Like what Malka Biedemann said so beautifully. You're not allowed to drink and then drive. You can't drink and drive. Why? Because often during the year we think we're in the driving seat. We're calling the shots. We're driving. We've got the steering wheel. We're the one. When you drink, don't drive. Because when you drink, you're not in the driving seat. You're giving it up to the Rabbi Nishalala. That's what Purim is. That's the assertive of getting drunk. That's the assertive of, of listening to the Megillah. And Be'ez HaShem, if we make these mitzvahs properly, it will give us the most tremendous chizak that we can ever have. Be'ez HaShem, we should all be zoicha to make this these mitzvahs and get the gewaldige hashpahs from the wonderful Yom Tov.